All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. Anywhere else you can find the finest of podcasts. That's not true. You can't find it on Spotify and you can't find it on Google Play. And that is by design. You can only find it on Apple uh, Podcast. And, of course, the rogue catchers out there, the Android ones, you can find it out there. So, I mean, the, you know, you can find it in many places. You just can't find it on Google Play and Spotify. It's in, and that's because I'm crazy. There's something seriously wrong with me. But what is going on? It's been a bit. Q on is back. We did an episode on that. Go check it. You guys have been very receptive to it. I've gotten positive feedback. I thought I was going to get trashed for it. That wasn't a thing. I got positive feedback for it. So thank you very much. And we have a very special guest, a returning guest, all right, who always makes me get up early in the morning. In order to interview, it, it's a prerequisite. You, I mean, any of you that were uh, are old enough to to know who Van Halen is, that they, they wanted nothing but I think it was blue M and M's in a bowl, you know, just to see if they read the contract. So, so this is what this guy does. He wants us to, you know, to get up early in the morning just just to make sure we've read everything and we have everything ready for him, ladies and gentlemen. The dude himself, OBDM Midnight Mike. What is going on? Thank you for coming back to the Infinite Fringe. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I yeah, I I hate making people wake up, but I get up typically at four thirty a.m. Eastern wow. Standard Time. Wow. Uh, typically because my my rooster is crowing at right around that time, <laughs> and uh, you got to go check on the chickens, check out the homestead, and uh, when you manage that kind of property, it, it demands your attention. Now I just observe. You know, I, I I do the things that my wife uh, asked me to do. She pretty much does 80% of the management. I'm just there to go scare away raccoons and uh, possums and carry heavy things. But yeah, it's possums. long days here. Long days. I, I hate possums. How do you scare them away? Because they scare me away. If I see a possum, I just run the other way. I, what, what do you do? Uh, I try to approach it uh, and uh, I shout mean things at it. That doesn't always work. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have a shotgun that mm. is pretty much by my door that I will take out. And I don't want to shoot anything. I, d I do not want to kill any animal. I understand this is nature doing its thing. But recently we had a death on our property that has broken my heart, mm. uh, which is we adopted uh, a stray cat. It was a kitty. I found this kitty in my chicken coop. And oh. it was scared to death, scared to death of humans. And so I wanted to bring it on the property. My wife and I agreed that we're going to feed it so it can take care of our rodent problem. We have like a lot of moles and mice that will destroy our gardens and sure. uh, just be a general nuisance. So we adopted this cat. We've been feeding it for the past five weeks and getting it acclimated to us and our property. And it's the sweetest little guy. It went missing for a few days. And then I, I found it. Um, uh, torn apart Jesus. probably by either uh raccoons or a possum and See, it, this is why we need to get rid of the freaking possums mike like this is why like if i had a shotgun and a garden and there was a possum rolling up to me bang bang no hesitation it is is incredibly difficult to find the balance between where you are as a human and what is what is your <clears throat> authority over your land and in the balance between uh, the animal's instinct and needs to uh, to live versus right, what survive. is your your need to grow 
the vegetables and the things you need to sustain sustain yourself and also protect your animals and yeah. chickens um it's tough especially when there's a kitten involved which i i wanted to protect and i didn't feel as though i did everything i could do in order to protect it so uh it's just it's crazy so yeah, i'm up dealing with that kind of stuff and battling all those kind of elements on top of podcasting working full-time and all that stuff well it's a crack of dawn mike here with us yeah yeah no more midnight mike midnight mike was back when i was playing in heavy metal bands up to all hours of the night partying and now it's it's midday mike now (laughs) midday mike is joining us ladies and gents always a good time listen i'm sorry about your cat um these sort of things happen unfortunately it's uh yeah we I, i live here in the bronx as you know and I'm in an area of the Bronx that, that you can see possum. And uh, I don't like them. They're the ugliest creatures ever yeah. made. They're I mean, not good just, looking. Oh, God. And, and uh, I, I am freaked out by them. I also don't like raccoons. Raccoons are cute, but I don't like them. You know, and, and you, you see a lot of raccoons around here. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, rodents and I don't get along. I got a cat. His name is Zeus. He takes care of business. That's how he uh, earns the right to stay here in the home. I am uh, allergic to cats. I've, I've, I've built up an immunity to cats, um, but uh, he takes care of business and, and, and I love him. He's my favorite. Um, I, so, I like having these animals around. I'm an animal right. guy. They can, they can sense the unseen. Mm-hmm. They have intuition, strong, a strong uh, sixth sense. I, I like having them around because I'm oblivious. So I like having my animals around. Do you believe? That us as humans have extra senses that have fallen off that that we don't have uh, um, a connection with anymore for whatever reason. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. My wife and I were talking about this just yesterday uh, when we lived in Phoenix, Arizona. We live in Ohio currently. Right. And uh, when we were in Phoenix, she was very well practiced in meditation, doing breathing exercises and really deep into being at one as much as you could be with the universe. And when she was in those daily uh, practices of meditating, uh, she would experience a lot more things. She would have a lot more vivid dreams. Uh, They could be just a... um, an out-of-body experience. She, She did have those and she was a lot more in tune since moving here a lot more time focused on managing the homestead she's been out of practice and not having those experiences not extent not exercising your psychic muscle Mm. uh leads to atrophy and i think a lot of us uh, we do have those abilities we do have those muscles it's just we don't use them every day we're so consumed about what's going on in front of our face we forget that there's a whole other universe out there right Or, or we don't believe they exist yeah that's half the battle too. Talk, right? We can't do these things. Now, you said your wife had an out of body experience. Have you ever had one? Um, yeah. I, really? I, I, I had an, it was a weird experience. It was in the year uh, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, fresh out of college. I was, uh, I mean, I, at that point in time, I was reading a lot about mm-hmm. uh, UFOs, various uh, weird phenomena. Um, and I was sitting down at my computer and I started to have an anxiety uh, panic attack. And I right. felt myself lift out of my body, but I was still able to control my body. But I was looking down at myself as it was rising almost up through the atmosphere. And it felt like I had two two different visions, my 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 body eyeball vision and then my my higher level spirit, almost astral body vision. And I couldn't manipulate. I couldn't focus on one or the other. It was like two. It was a very weird thing. It's almost like you hopped on a bike and they uh, changed the steering. So when you turn left, you're really going right and vice versa. Mm. And I, I, I was having trouble uh, organizing my motor skills and my mind. And I, I remember walking, trying to walk up the stairs to splash water on my face to try to snap out of this. It lasted for like 20, 30 seconds, and then swoom, like back in wow. one body. Um, typically, people have out-of-body experiences when they're sleeping, when they're in that, uh, that twilight state. Uh, yeah. Right before you fall into deep sleep, uh, that's when typically it happens. For me, I was awake, 
maybe it was uh, caused by me being around strong electronics, like uh, a, a brand new computer, uh, electromagnetic kind of catalyst involved mm. there. That's the only one that I remember. I never had one uh, going out or into sleep. That's crazy. I've never had one. I want to. I want I, I want to see what that's like. You just described uh, uh, being in a in a first person shooter game. You know, like I, I can't I can't do those games at all because of it, it's hard to in my, for me. Everybody in the world can do them except for me. Like you, you, you I can't I can't maneuver them. It's different. Like I think I'm going right and I'll go left. So I, I'm going to I'm going to chop it up, chop it up to that. But uh, I, I believe it. I believe we can do all of these things. I, I believe we can leave our body and come back. I, I believe in levitation. This is my thing. I believe in levitation. I believe we can levitate. Right. And people think it's crazy. Um, I, I believe we can bend spoons, metal spoons, metal, you know, in, in general. There goes outside. That's uh, if you can hear that, that's Sydney Powell outside uh, screwing with me. She does it on a regular basis just because I don't know if you can hear that. But um, damn her. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what she does. So Midnight Mike is here and and I wanted to ask him about a couple of things. He has a story he he, he wants to talk about. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very interested in hearing about it. And, and, and I wanted to ask him about Skinwalker Ranch. We came on, on here with, with no agenda, to be honest with you. I just wanted to get Midnight Mike on the show. Didn't know what the hell we were going to talk about. Um, and um, going through uh, some of his podcasts, and I'm like, oh, Skinwalker Ranch. Like, all right. So everybody talks about Skinwalker Ranch. I, I have very limited um, knowledge on Skinwalker Ranch. I didn't know what it was about, you know, until it was recently popularized. And then I saw that the History Channel has a show on Skinwalker Ranch. And they also have a show on, I forget that, that uh, the money, the money pit. I forget what, I forget what the name of that is exactly, but it's supposed to be some island that is rigged and they have a ton of uh, tunnels and all and the Ark of the Covenant. It's supposed to be at the end of it. Right. And um, is that that's- Oak Island? Oak Island. There yeah. you go. It's Oak Island. And, and the people have been looking for the Ark of the Covenant there or the Holy Grail for quite some time, you know, and, and there's been season upon season upon season upon season. And these people don't get anywhere in Oak Island. I mean, they, they're, they're digging up, emptying out uh, bodies of water, digging up everything that is to be digged up. They have money. They have the resources. They never get anywhere. And they always tease it. Oh, my God, this is it. We found a chamber here and nothing. Right. So. I'm I'm going to apply that same logic over to uh, Skinwalker Ranch. It's probably, you know, they're going to they're continue to do this stuff over and over again and, and nothing comes of it. But then again, I don't know anything about Skinwalker Ranch besides, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, that it was an a, um, a Indian burial ground of sorts and people come back kind of looking like zombies. More or less, that is all I know. What's going on with this place? So yeah, there's a long and storied history here. I'll, I'll I'll preface this by saying I'm not an expert uh, in this uh, area. I, I know a lot. I'm a generalist, and I'm going to paraphrase some stuff. I'm going to get some uh, details here because I'm basically going off the top of my head and everything that I read. He's so uh, modest. So when it comes to Skinwalker Ranch, it's mm-hmm. in the uh, part of the United States called the Uinta Basin, which is uh, it spans uh, a, a good chunk of uh, Utah and goes uh, south, and I believe even a portion of it goes into uh, Arizona. And in this basin, there has been a long and storied history of various paranormal phenomena, uh, ranging from uh, lights, uh, cryptozoological creatures, and also it has a history of Native American tribes battling one another. And with those battles and a struggle for power, uh, one side always loses, um, and then during that, uh, there may be a quest for re- revenge. And on that revenge part is uh, a Native American tribe assuming using um, assuming the form of the Skinwalker, which is possibly like a wolf that will haunt mm-hmm. their enemies and curse them for the rest of their days. Um, that's where the the name kind of Skinwalker comes from, as like a almost like a curse. Uh, that is put upon the other tribe, but it is uh, almost a creature that is assumed. And and so when, when it comes to Skinwalker Ranch, it is a ranch right there in Utah, and it came to prominence in the 1990s. That's where a good majority of these stories uh, came about. And it was owned by 
a family called the Gormans. Now, that's the Gormans, I don't believe, is their, it's not their real name. That's the, the name they used in the, the Skinwalker Ranch book produced or written by George Knapp and one of the NIDS scientists, the National Institute of Discovery Sciences, which was run by Bigelow uh, of Bigelow Aerospace. So they wrote a book, uh, and Bigelow bought that ranch uh, after the Gormans had it. Now, the Gormans, while they were on the ranch, experienced uh, a wide variety of paranormal activity, ranging from poltergeists uh, to Bigfoot sightings uh, to uh, craft in the sky mm. that they would see, UFOs to cattle mutilations to portals opening up. Um, one of the strangest stories from uh, the rancher himself, he was out uh, tending to his flock, and he looked up in the sky, and he saw what was a, a portal, and he looked through it, and he saw the sky of a different planet. It didn't look like our sky. It looked like something else. Um, and so that always stuck with them. His wife would come home with groceries, uh, set them out, and then she would leave the room, come back, and all the groceries were in disarray, and <laughs> chairs were stacked. Right. Uh, they had various bowls of light orbs that would chase people. Um, and they ranged from colors, from red to yellow to blue. And it seemed like, depending on the kind uh, and uh, the kind of color, the type of color it was, it, it elicited a different type of emotion. And for the most part, it caused a lot of fear and panic in people. So all these stories occurred. Bigelow uh, from Bigelow Aerospace bought the ranch in, I believe, the late 90s, early 2000s and decided to invest some money in having scientists there in order to document whatever they could. And uh, so they, they brought out all their instrumentation. They had a rotating cast of uh, professionals, people with multiple degrees, in order to really figure out what was going on there. And this is where George Knapp uh, started visiting the ranch more and uh, trying to document what was going on now during that time they did experience a lot of things uh but they had a tough time replicating a lot of these events because they were so fleeting uh they had cameras set up pretty much pointed at every direction in order to capture ufos bigfoot whatever uh, but they they didn't get a lot of firm video evidence uh, a lot of times that their cameras were pointed in a direction where they thought there was activity uh, they would find that the camera was uh, malfunctioning. And so that happened so frequently, they set up cameras that would just point at one another so they could see what was causing uh, these <laughs> malfunctions. And they got images of hmm. a camera that was disassembled pretty much in the span of one second. One, you, you see it one second, it is... It is a whole camera. The next second, it is there's wires out as if something instantaneously went in there and ripped out wires. That's, had, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, so they have that. Like, like how, how do you scientifically determine what did that? It, they, you could easily, oh, it's just a, an anomaly. Uh, it's just a, a trick of the camera. So they had a tough time uh, replicating some of these things. One of the more notable events on Skinwalker Ranch while Bigelow owned it was they had a team of scientists. There's a, a large uh, a, a mesa where they had scientists up. They looked down at the, the triangle, which is a very notable area in Skinwalker Ranch where there's a lot of activity. Mm. And they had uh, all these scientists lined up and uh, they had all these cameras kind of uh, lined up, all these sensors. And what they said they saw was, um, a point of light, and it grew in size uh, to about six foot to eight foot wide. It was like a, almost like a, a, a hole of light in the middle of the triangle, and they saw a form, a humanoid form, crawl out of this portal, uh, flop out onto the ground, get up, and run away. Uh, and they said it was six to seven feet tall, uh, dark in color, and it scared the bejesus out of everyone there uh, mm. because um, while they maybe they saw uh, some sort of uh, human creature come out of a portal, they couldn't figure out why or 
or what what circum circumstances allowed that to happen. And so they they did all this stuff for for years and documented as much as they could. And then they sold Bigelow sold off the ranch to the newest owner, which uh, is the guy's name is Brandon. He's a, a big uh, real estate uh, mogul in Utah. And that's when they launched the new show, which is on the History Channel. And they brought in more scientists to uh, monetize whatever is going on out at Skinwalker Ranch. And they're on season three. And it seems like they're having more of the same issues where they're experiencing weird things, seeing UFOs in the sky. Um, They're having uh, some cattle die off and uh, but they're unable to reproduce a lot of these events in order to come to sort of any scientific conclusion right now. So that I mean that's that's the problem, right? Like um, a, a lot of these uh, events, not 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 exclusive to Skinwalker Ranch, but just in the paranormal in general, are hard to replicate, if not impossible, right? And then um, they are pushed off to the side or ignored just because they can't replicate it. They're like, okay, we did, it must have been an anomaly. This can't be real, or you know, they just ignore it altogether and keep right on moving, right? I mean that that that's the that's what's going on here. I have you, have you seen the show? Are you, or do you watch the show? Yeah, I've seen every episode and I've covered it extensively on my podcast, pulling clips, um, trying to make sense of it. Um, it's, it's, it's tough to know, uh, when, it, when you go into any sort of investigation, when it, concerning UFOs, are you investigating the paranormal ghosts and in 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 creatures or are you investigating uh extremely advanced technology Mm. and where does one begin and the other start or stop and that's what is a little divisive about skinwalker ranch is that it's fairly unclear there are uh investigators especially in youtube there's one called alien scientist (laughs) that is interested in skinwalker ranch but he believes that is they're the way the history channel is positioned in it, it's more of a ghost hunt for Skinwalker ranch rather than an investigation into high tech, uh, exotic technology. And, and this is a weird thing for UFO, uh, investigators in general, especially when it comes to, uh, the military and their involvement in the UFO phenomena is that they're trying to wrap their head around how to, militarize the paranormal mm. uh there's a there's a new book that was put out by cole kelleherm and uh and george knapp the same guys who wrote the original skinwalker uh ranch book and it, that one's called uh skinwalkers at the pentagon uh, i've just flipped through it brief briefly I haven't got into uh, a good portion of it but there is there is a military objective to studying this stuff else they wouldn't have spent millions of dollars recently let alone all the past studies that the intelligence agencies have done into this phenomenon, unless they're genuinely concerned about it and genuinely concerned about how to weaponize this kind of stuff. One of the bizarre phenomenons that does happen when you visit a a paranormal hotspot, especially Skinwalker Ranch, is something that they call the hitchhiker side effect, where when you're around uh, places of high strangeness, it could attach to you. And when it attaches to you, it will follow you home and you will start to experience the weird events that you were having while at that hotspot back at your home, hundreds right. of miles away. It almost, it's almost like it attaches to your consciousness and then it spreads to your family and neighborhood. And that's one of the accounts that, uh, that is, uh, is told in that new skinwalker, the skinwalkers at the Pentagon book where uh, there are people that visited ranch, they had an experience, and then they're having very similar experiences back at their home. That's crazy. You know, um, some people would equate that to demonic possession, right? Uh, that um, when you when you walk into a place that's haunted, odds are, you know, or, or if you use a, a Ouija board or something, you're going to bring it with you, it's going to follow you home, and it's going to stay with you uh, for however long. But you brought up an... A, a very interesting point about the tech here. And I never looked at it that way, right? I, I, I never 
I never thought that. Well, well, you know what? I have typically said that that the paranormal is just the science that we haven't discovered yet, right? That's the way I look at it. But I, but for some reason, when it came to Skinwalker Ranch, I never thought about the possible, you know, technological angle to it. I just thought about, well, like I said, I don't know much about it. So I just thought about, you know, zombies of some sort or, or, you know, that's, I don't know why I thought that, but that's what I thought. What, what are, I don't, I don't know what, what, what you can shed on this, but, but what type of technology do you think is being used there? And is it a military experiment at that point? Right, you 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 have to think about that angle because who has access to that type of tech? You know, it's it's not your regular guy living down the block. So if if these things are actually happening, and it's a, 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 a it's just advanced technology that's being tested, you know, who's yeah. responsible for this? Go ahead. So we can only go on what we're being shown, and right. uh, to 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 bring it back to the the Skinwalker Ranch TV show and what they have. Uh, detected thus far i would say season three they have stumbled upon the one of the more significant uh pieces of data which is when they perform these experiments on the ranch and mm -hmm. specifically they are trying to provoke whatever's doing this in order uh, they're trying to provoke a response and the ways you can do that on the ranch is to dig in the ground. Apparently, whatever entity is there on Skinwalker Ranch, it does not like it when you dig uh, in the ground. It mm. can, it's sacred, maybe. Um, maybe there's something below the surface that they don't want people to mess with. But when you dig on Skinwalker Ranch, it provokes a reaction. And uh, when you fly up in the air, it typically provokes a reaction. Uh, this reaction usually comes in the form of weird electromagnetic interference, usually with people's uh, uh, devices, their computers, mm. uh, their smartphones. It will shut them down, cause them to freak out. Also, people have been plagued with a form of like radiation burns that, uh, that occur on Skinwalker Ranch. So when they're messing around trying to provoke something, someone uh, oftentimes will get, uh, it seems, zapped with a fairly high level of radiation. And it causes some dizziness, even some burns. The 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 lead scientist on the show, uh, Travis Taylor, who worked for the defense community on UFOs, he's leading Skinwalker Ranch. He's been zapped with some pretty high levels of radiation there, causing some burns. Uh, one of the things that they did detect during these uh, provocative events is that there's a signal at a very specific frequency of, of 1.6 gigahertz which is right in the microwave range and it uh they they have not determined the source of it uh, they claim that it's not coming from a satellite that it's not coming from anything around them that it seems to be emanating from some destination near the ranch and it usually only happens when they're performing these exper uh, experiments and oftentimes when uh, a UFO is spotted. Right. And so they get these weird 1.6 gigahertz signals. Uh, and sometimes there is a piece of sound or data included in that. They haven't been able to decode it, uh, but they know it's, it's very significant. They have also... Uh, Corroborated this with the another uh, UFO investigation team out in the West Coast, the UAPX, which did their own investigation in a documentary called uh, Terror in the Sky. And when they saw their uh, UFOs, they actually de detected that signal, too. Uh, mm. They also confirmed it with Luis Elizondo. Uh, you might know him from uh, To the Stars Academy. He's the one who initially broke the ATIP program, and he confirmed that. For whatever reason, when these UAPs, UFOs are seen, the 1.6 gigahertz signal is also detected. That is really weird. That's really weird. Um, I, I want to come back to that. You mentioned Alessandro. I, I want to know what you feel about him. He's very controversial. The, the, the whole, um, there's a guy from Blink-182 that, that's involved into the Stars Academy, right? That, all of this stuff is, is, is uh, questioned by the alternative community, even though some people fully subscribe to it. 
but um, some people have their doubts, um, as do I. How do you feel about it? You're, you're more entrenched in this world. How do I feel about Louise? And- yeah, how do you feel about them? Do you think they're on the up and up, or, or do you think they're putting out a narrative for the military since there, there are military connections there? I, I think that uh, every, everyone could be a useful pawn in their own way. Um, and I, I, I believe that, uh, Blink-182 guy, Tom DeLong, along with Luis Elizondo, think that they are telling the truth. They believe mm-hmm. what they believe. They, I think they're genuine in what they are conveying to people and are not trying to mislead someone in a bad way. Um, but they can only convey the information that they are presented. And they present it in a way pretty much that would convey that what we're seeing is a threat. And especially Luis Elizondo, um, he is conveying that, well, we need to get a hold of this this phenomenon in order to evaluate its threat. Because right now, it would seem that we have no control over our own airspace, which militarily, big problem. Makes you seem weak, and it makes you think that you have no control over what happens, which could be true. Mm -hmm. uh, But also is an angle to increase budgets for the military to increase secrecy to increase uh all these this bottleneck of information and that's the angle that they're using and it seems to be working pretty well uh because now you've got the congress involved you got the senate involved there's a brand new office uh that has been established to investigate this uh, uap phenomenon and it seems like every bureaucracy within the federal government is starting their own office of ufo investigation and with additional resources and additional secrecy. Uh, so I, I think they're doing, I, regardless of their intent, it has caused a form of UFO disclosure mm. where more people are willing to entertain the idea of UFOs and, and these weird uh, topics now than they were six years ago. It was considered Looney Tunes six, six years ago. And now it's considered a real valid path for scientific study. At least here in the States, right? We had a conversation yeah. about a year ago. And- yeah, here in the States in, in South America, uh, Mexico, uh, they're open to these ideas. They have been for a long time here in the United States and in Western media in general. Now they're more open to it. Other cultures seem to be way more open. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um, I, I wanted, I want to circle back to Skinwalker Ranch, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, I, I want to know what you believe, you know, what, what you think this is. I'm, I'm very interested in this, uh, in this, the technological angle, right? It, could, could they be manipulating perception? Is, is that what's going on here, right? Like, I mean, I find that a little bit more interesting and more plausible than, than the area's cursed, even though that's very possible too. You know, um, but um, but I'm interested in that angle. I might even watch the show if you recommend it a couple of times. I I don't know, but uh, what do you think this is? Do you think it's 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 a a spiritual religious type uh, hex that was put on this place? Do you think it's cursed? Do you think it's supernatural at the at the at the uh, very definition of the word, or is this is this a high tech military experiment? going on to see what develops and see how they can uh, make us tick. Well, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to play you two clips from the show. Right. Uh, I'll, this, this first clip is about a, a minute 40. And uh, this is concerning the, the strange signal. And this is like towards the end of season three. They, they're basically in a room. Uh, it is George Knapp. It is the owner of the property. Uh, it is the, the lead scientist and uh, the governor of Utah in one room. <laughs> wow. Going over what they I'm, I'm sorry, not not Utah, Nevada. I, I, I misstated. So um, the I'm sorry, I misstated at the beginning. This Skinwalker Ranch is not in Utah. It is in Nevada. Oh, there you go. Uh, but the Utah Uinton Basin occupies part of Utah and Nevada. Right. Um, let me. Let me play this. I want to get my facts. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this real quick. I have so much information in my head. You're doing great, brother. I I don't know nothing about this. So you're doing fantastic. um, Let me play this uh, real clip uh, real quick here. About a minute and a half. 
we see this 1.6 or so gigahertz signal, at times when we don't have eyes on any kind of UAP, there's just some other activity as part of our investigation going on. For example, drilling, digging. Could this be a fingerprint or at least a trace evidence of the technology that is being utilized? That 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 is a uh, possible speculation, Brandon, but I would say it's one of those correlations that we haven't proved that they're definitively tied to each other, but the statistics are really getting hard to uh, ignore. I've heard these stories about people that pick up radio stations on their fillings in their teeth over the years. Uh, coming back to the idea of frequencies, Lou Elizondo, who headed the ATIP program, has indicated that there is a frequency that they have studied that pops up again and again in these military encounters with what we call UAP or UFOs. I can tell you uh, definitively that the UAPX guys, they told us specifically that they were looking for microwaves. So I told them, just look between one and three gigahertz. And they came back to us and said, we had a sighting the other night and you were right. We picked up something at 1.6 gigahertz. And this was in California. Wow. So it seems that this 1.6 gigahertz is somehow connected to these sightings. Yeah. Well, uh, there's some kind of electromagnetic effects. It's always been associated with the ranch. Uh, when you think you're ready to document it, it goes somewhere else. It plays tricks on you. Compasses spin, batteries die vehicles crap out, cameras go off offline. And whatever this force is, whatever the source of the intelligence, it shows you that it's in charge. And just as a point of clarification, uh, Skinwalker Ranch is in Utah. So I second guess <laughs> myself for no reason whatsoever. Right, right, right. You're good, you're good. That's a crazy clip, man. Um, it, it, it broke down just what you said. You know, um, there has to be something. See, there has to be something scientific to this, right? If if it's if it's coming in at the same signal, the same vibration all the time, something has to be up that could be man-made or, of course, of a different intelligence. But I, I mean, I guess you can make the argument that when somebody's being haunted, that's 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 in, that's a higher intelligence, right? I, I, like, yeah, there's and it's at a certain frequency that can dip in, dip out. Um, yeah, I would agree. And so that frequency, the 1.6 that falls, um, right in the, the bandwidth of like UHF signals. So, um, if anybody has like an old, old TV, uh, like a, an antenna TV, it would, it would receive television transmissions on VHS and UHF. And these are the ultra high frequency, the UHF. And uh, those are often, those frequencies uh, are often used with a GPS, TV broadcasting, Wi-Fi falls within that. Uh, so very high energy microwave radiation. And if you're standing pretty close to it, it can do some damage to you. Or if it's pointed at you, it can do some damage to you. And I believe that there is a spectrum within that microwave uh, is occupied by the, the new 5G cell signal mm. is within that as well, too. So we just need to keep that in mind when we're, we're dealing with this. So they have one more clip here, and this is their theory about what may be going on here. And then we can talk about some different theories. But this is a, another minute and 20, and uh, this is what they think is going on. This is through the lens of a camera that is tasked with surveying the skies. And I'll draw your attention to this part of the screen. Clearly, we have an object, something luminous, moving towards the apex of that configuration of lasers being broadcast upward from the triangle. And it just, I mean, it just goes away. Yeah. Wow. What they were, cap they were doing an experiment where they're shooting lasers into the sky above the ranch, about uh, 3,000 feet over the ranch, where they have detected a weird anomaly. It's just hovering over the ranch. They don't know what it is, but when they try to uh, throw uh, sensors through it, like GPS sensors, it, it, it seems to uh, be blown off course or bounce off something up there. And they're they think something is above the ranch, some anomaly, and they're trying to provoke it. And when they were doing that, like shooting like a, a rocket through it, um, it provoked a UFO to appear. And it was going in one direction and then jetted back the other direction. And you see it on camera where it just kind of phases out or disappears into something. What is the theory of what the explanation could be? 
Well, what if some of the stories that we keep hearing about uh, from the ancient native tribes and petroglyphs that from all different kinds of folks that have been to the ranch, that there's a portal access on the ranch. What if that's true? It could be what we just saw. This may be a particular point of interest for a wormhole or a stargate, some type of interstellar interaction. One of the stories that's been told from the Sherman and Bigelow era that caught the attention of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, was about a hole in the sky. Call it a portal. The rancher would see these things open up. It's dusk here, it's afternoon over there. It's like you're looking in through a hole in the sky to another place. That's what they're going with, is these are portals either naturally occurring or provoked by some large cluster of technology and power. And uh, they also think that there is some sort of structure in sort, uh, inside the mesa that is not naturally occurring. Hmm. And when they, when they dug through that mesa, they did uh, get out some wafer-like pieces of metal that wouldn't typically naturally occur. Yeah. And uh, they are uh, semiconductors and superconductors on either side of those pieces of, uh, of metal that they pulled out of there. Incredibly interesting, brother. Incredibly interesting. Um, so where you know, does, that, where does technology that? begin in paranormal stop? Like, or is it all one? I think it's all one. Right? I, th I think it's all, like, I, I think it's just things we don't understand. And we call them paranormal. You know, it's paranormal or supernatural. It is. Right. It, it, it is. Right. And so when you have things like poltergeists occurring in the same location as UFOs, as the same location as Bigfoot and dogmen seen on this ranch. Dogman, Jesus Christ. Like, if I ever saw dogman, I would run for my life. Like, I mean, and probably die afterwards. That, that's, that's not my favorite uh, 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 cryptid. Dog, dogman is no, is no joke. Yeah. And they've seen incredibly weird things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not the only location um, that this occurs. Uh, David Politis of Missing 411, uh, he has uh, watched the show and is very interested in the research being done there because uh, whether he doesn't say this, but he, think it, he thinks it may be related to the Missing 411 phenomenon, which is... Right. People who go dis uh, who, who go missing in very weird circumstances, uh, and that ranges that that people go missing uh, near a large body of water. Uh, it they they are their body is discovered in a place that has previously been searched. There's a large weather phenomenon that happens in close proximity to the person that has gone missing, time wise and location. Um, so he's intense intensely focused on skinwalker ranch and has talked to some of the people there and he has noted that there is a large body of water just to the north of skinwalker ranch mm. and actually there may be an underground reservoir that goes under the mesa and under the ranch itself and may be related in, in a certain way and that the weird signals that they're hearing um may be related to that because there are certain uh weird audio phenomenon that happens in missing 411 cases that is reminiscent of almost sonar or something like that and he can't really uh pinpoint it um it if they're going with portals and the team on the west coast uh think that they may have discovered a portal in the sky george knapp in that clip just said that the military one of their big points of interest was the fact that there could be a portal. Then I think that we're dealing with something that can open up a rift in space and time, travel in and out. And they're using these points, these location points as almost a highway. Man. Like these are the, these are the entry points for some of them. I don't like it, bro. I, I don't like it, it uh, just because like it, it I feel like we're going to end up like the mist that movie, the mist at, at some point, like they're going to open up something and some giant insects are going to come across like and I know it sounds crazy, but we have no idea what's in these freaking portals. Right. We have no idea what we're really opening, what we're screwing with here. Um, I, I really don't like it. I would stay away from it personally, but they're going to do whatever they're going to do. 
they've proven this, right? They they shot missiles at the at the moon and and uh, and CERN. And they tried to create a black hole in the Big Bang, and they just don't care what they do. So so that's a thing. Did do you ever do you remember a story back in the day during? Uh, I think it was during the Gulf War, not the Gulf War. Um, well, it was after nine eleven, when uh, when um, the United States were. I think it was in Iraq that that there was a story going around that they had found a portal in a cave, and that they had to destroy everything because uh, because they found this portal in the cave or something like that. You remember this? I remember that uh, some of the conspiracies going around right around after that time was mm. one of the reasons why we had to invade Iraq right. is because there were a lot of antiquities there mm -hmm. uh, that related to uh, all the old civilizations and that for whatever reason Saddam Hussein had, or at least in the, the country of Iraq, had access to some of that stuff. And the United States military had to go in there, either confiscate it, destroy it uh, in some way. Uh, but I don't remember the specific one that you mentioned. I just remember the that there thing. was some kind of like UFO connection there. Right. It's it's the same thing. It just it just brought it to mind. So I figured I'd bring it up to you. So uh, I'm gathering that you think this is the real deal. Well, I don't know at this point because right. it is on TV and mm. everything is kind of weird uh, when you get it on TV. It's all managed in a particular way. One of the other phenomenons that I don't know if it's related, I think is a point of interest is the Havana syndrome. Mm, I was going to bring that up, bro. Go ahead. And Havana syndrome, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it it started right around 2016 with embassy workers in Cuba that got sick. They had uh, brain injuries. They had they were just physically sick. They had brain abnormalities, and they heard weird sounds when this was occurring. Uh, and uh, initially the state department and our military intelligence and intelligence agencies just denied it was even taking place. They just said they're just getting naturally sick and there's no need for concern. And then they, they reversed it. They reversed it again. There are other people over, uh, other foreign, uh, people, not foreign people, but people who are traveling <laughs> overseas to foreign right. countries that were also getting sick. People associated with the, the federal government and it kept happening. And now they're officially investigating it, right. at least some department. And the going speculation is that it is a microwave weapon that is being directed at people to induce sickness. And the byproduct of that weapon is a weird sound. Um, and it, that sound kind of sounds like crickets. Mm. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is the sounds causing it. It's the microwaves. Right. And what we need to know, is it close or similar to the signals that are being measured at Skinwalker Ranch or mm. the appearance of UFOs? Is it 1.6 or is it something different? And how strange is it that we're having weird microwave frequencies at Skinwalker right. Ranch and when UFOs appear and then a microwave weapon being used on federal workers? Is there some sort of secret war going on that we just don't know about? It's it's very possible. And, and it's also... I, I like to I like to uh, go down the road of of uh, experimenting on humans because I think that's what they're doing overall anyway. Um, so um, now this is admitted, right? Havana syndrome is a thing. It's not even like a, a conspiracy anymore. It's 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 admitted in the mainstream now. Like it, it started as as uh, Mike described, right? Like they didn't want to have anything to do with it. They thought it was nonsense. It's it's not a thing anymore. Like I mean, that, at least that aspect of it. Right now, it's uh, at least by some uh, some avenues in the mainstream will discuss it seriously because it's a thing. It's happened more than once and, and it's directed. Now, now they have these DNA. I don't know if you know about this, Mike, but they have these these uh, a report just came out that they have DNA specific weapons that will kill uh, in a room of, of 15 people. They want to kill me, let's say. Uh, and and Mike is standing next to me. They will just kill me because of my DNA. But they can also wipe out entire ethnic groups. This is a new thing. Well, I don't know how new it is, but it's being reported They're now. Letting us know about it now. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So I mean, that's a thing too. Did you hear about that, Mike? Yeah. 
the the race specific weapons is uh definitely concerning and now that you have politicians talking about biological weapons created from our dna right uh very concerning especially since a good number of people have surrendered their dna through COVID tests, yeah. through 23andMe. Right. Uh, we don't know where that's being processed or how it's being used. It, it, you know, you don't want to believe that they're they're just grabbing our DNA to weaponize and use it against us. Um, I have theorized that possibly uh, that they're using this DNA, this collection of DNA, as almost a, a dragnet. Yeah. Like they're they're looking for a specific type of DNA, maybe alien DNA uh, amongst our population. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to pinpoint who has what for harvesting at a later date. Maybe it is just as sinister as taking out certain populations that are problem uh, problem starters, uh, troublemakers. Um, but, yeah, it, it is it is bizarre how willing people are 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 willing to be uh, to give up their DNA just to find out a little bit more about themselves or right. to let them know if they're sick or not. Like, you know, you're sick, you know, you probably don't need a test. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much know if something's up. Right. Yeah. But, but no, I, I got you, man. Um, and, and the thing is it's, it's appealing, right? 23 and me is fun. Right. And, and they're like, Oh, you get to know this. Or I mean, I never did it. I never had an interest in it, but, but it goes around as Christmas presents. People give them out, find out where you're from, find out, you know, who your ancestors are. Like, and you know, they, it's a good marketing ploy and you give them your DNA and boom, there you go. It's over. Right. I mean, and, and it's the same thing with social media. You give everything, all your information for free. You give it to them. You know, you think uh, that uh, the you know, social media platforms are free, but they're not. You pay for them with your information, regardless of that. I want you to give me the story that you came here with. Um, I want to talk about this. So I, I want to stray away from, from, uh, from Skinwalker Ranch, even though I love that. And I, I think I'll have you back for it. I think I'm going to start watching this. And, yeah, and, I think you should. Yeah, I, and then, so just to wind down, like what I think Skinwalker Ranch could be right now. Right. I, I think there is real phenomenon that happened now. And it, it makes me curious as if it was of military importance that uh, they were still trying to discover something there. Why, why would they, uh, they, the, the Pentagon and our rulers, uh, willingly give that over to a group of private individuals to discover something that is potentially uh, has, has consequences for national security? Uh, that that leads me to believe that possibly it is a psychological operation at this point. Mm. That uh, they have discovered everything that they could, could discover within the past few decades. Uh, or they have planted things there uh, in an effort to guide the public consciousness on whatever it is they're trying to get people to believe, whether it's portals or demons or the threat of UFOs, that could be it. I want to believe that the people involved in that production have the the utmost integrity and that they're really after the, the truth. And I believe that they are. They seem like good people. Now, whether or not they are being manipulated and observed and guided down one path versus the other it's a possibility um but i I think they 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 are no longer making a distinction between investigating technology and ghosts it's Mm. all the same and i think the more you look at some ufo close encounters that does seem to be the case there's there are there are times where people will walk up to a strange craft that has dropped out of the sky and they will have near-death experiences they will encounter loved ones that have passed on wow and so these craft these entities may live in a dimension where our souls go when we die wow hot takes ladies and gents and i like it i think i subscribe to that man i really do uh, that, that's dope and uh, I, I i guess i'll start watching this series which i i i'll tell you full disclosure i completely wrote off from the beginning <laughs> It's interesting. It's fun. It's. I mean, it can be a little goofy at times. Mm-hmm. My co-hosts uh, make fun of me for watching it, but that's okay. <laughs> I you, like you, you also cover the four one one phenomenon uh, over at uh, at OBDM. So if if you guys want to know more about that, Mike does cover that over there. So go go check it out. All right, let me know yeah. what's going on here with uh, with this other story that you wanted to bring up. So this is a bizarre story. This takes place in Anderson Valley, California. This comes from uh, the time period of 1985, during the summer, and the time frame is right around midnight. 
Now, there is a doctor, Dr. Kerry Mullis. Uh, he is a Nobel Prize winning biologist. Uh, he's most uh, famous for creating the PCR test right. that has been used to detect COVID. Now, whether or not that's a, what it should have been used for, regardless, that's what it is being used for. Right. This is 1985. He was driving up to his cabin right around midnight. Uh, he got there, went inside to his cabin, dropped off some groceries, grabbed a flashlight, turned the lights on, and then decided to head outside to the outhouse. There's no inter interior toilet, so he had to go use the toilet outside. Mm. And this is located about 50 feet from his cabin. So uh, he was headed out to his out outhouse. And then at the far end of the path, he saw a glowing object just under a tree. And it you know, made him curious. So he pointed his flashlight at it. But it only made it grow a little stronger. But it seemed to be a raccoon. And then the raccoon looked at him, looked at the doctor and said, good evening. <laughs> this startled, startled Dr. Mullis. Uh, and he doesn't remember exactly what he said, but he said, uh, I probably said hello. Uh, the next thing <laughs> the, the good doctor remembers is that it's early morning and about six hours later, and he's walking uphill to his cabin. He had mm. no idea how he got here, how he got there. His flashlight was missing. And uh, the only thing he does remember is that he wasn't wet. It was dewy all around, the morning dew. But he himself was not wet. So he maybe wasn't laying down in the grass or anything like that. Um, but he continued to walk back to his cabin where his lights were still on, groceries still on the counter. And he could not account for that missing six hours of time. Uh, sometime later, uh, his daughter experienced a very similar thing going to the outhouse. Uh, she went missing for only three hours, but reappeared on the same stretch of road leading back up to the cabin. Uh, they, they called like the local authorities. Uh, her fiance was obviously very panicked, uh, but she did wind up being found. Weird. Uh, uh, sometime later, Dr. Mellons was throwing a party at his cabin. He invited a bunch of friends up. One of the party goers said he had to go to use uh, the outhouse. So he went out there, uh, encountered a glowing raccoon along the way, was <laughs> freaked out, panicked, ran up the hill toward the house. At which point in time, this party goer uh, said he encountered a small glowing human that grew in size to a normal size human. And this glowing normal size human said to the party goer, I'll see you tomorrow. Wow. And the party goer freaked out, ran back to the cabin, grabbed his friend, <laughs> went to the hotel and just camped out there never to return to the party. Now, this was all recounted by a Nobel Prize winning scientist right. who says, I, you know, I'm skeptical about conveying the story to anybody because nothing is reproducible here. As a scientist, I can't I, I, I do. I wouldn't even know how to confirm any of these stories or what I experienced. And so at the risk of sounding crazy, I'll just tell you what I experienced and that's it. And it's, it seems like the people on Skinwalker Ranch feel the same way. They're scientists in an extraordinary situation mm. that they can't reproduce. A lot of their instruments fail. A lot of their training in scientific, scientific methodology fails when in the, confronted with these extraordinary situations like talking raccoons. And we spoke about raccoons at the top of the hour, man. We, we certainly did. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I mean, that's an incredible start. Um, and, you know, Kerry Mullis is known throughout the alternative media now. It's, it's a big point of debate, right? Um, what PCR was meant for and, and you know, how it was used and the whole deal. But, but this uh, story brings a different aspect to PCR, in my opinion. Hold on for a second. My yeah. cat just screwed with. My computer, as as typical here in the Infinite Fringe, um, could the PCR test be alien technology or or maybe raccoon technology or something? Like, I mean, at this point, with that story, we can start to speculate that that maybe this was implanted in his head at some point. Maybe they're abductees because him and his daughter, right? It was his daughter, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and and, and that's a trait of abductees. It goes through the family. It does. You know? And and they have, you know, uh, missing time and, and missing memories. And so it fits here. 
Um, and maybe it's something we should, uh, well, I don't even know how we would begin to investigate that, but damn, what a story from, from a mainstream fixture, right? It's from yeah. somebody that's considered an academic. Go ahead. Yeah. And to relate it to missing 411, oftentimes in missing 411 cases, there are people of high, high education, high status that go missing. Yeah. And it's unknown why. Um, and obviously there, there's no person, uh, with like more credibility, I suppose, mainstream credibility than a Nobel prize winning scientist, right. uh, going missing for hours. And he can't recount what happened in those six hours. Uh, oftentimes in the missing 411 cases, they're never seen again. Mm. They're never heard from again, or they're found dead. So, uh, luckily, uh, Dr. Mullis was able to continue on his work only to die later and to have his work exploited by mainstream science by dr fauci yeah um <laughs> yeah good good it, uh, midnight mike never disappoints man let me tell you I, I'm, I'm gonna throw a couple of questions at you rapid fire and then we're getting out of here sure okay georgia guidestones they were destroyed good thing or bad thing i think it's a bad thing what do you think i think it's a bad thing as well um, I think it was a good reminder that right. there are agendas in this world right. that we don't know everything about. And so for a lot of people, it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. And, you know, we can't visit it anymore. Mm -hmm. That sucks because I never got to and I yeah. wanted to. And I, I was close last year. I was in Georgia and uh, or two years ago. And uh, we were going to make a detour to go see the Guidestones. And um, it never happened. So I'm like, ah, we'll go back, you know, and now I can't do that. And soon enough, it's going to turn into, well, was that even a real thing? Are you being, a, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Come on. And we're not going to be able to go back and point, look, this is, this is what they want. You know, so yep. uh, it was destroyed. I thought it was a really bad thing. Yep. Super soldiers, they are a thing. It's being admitted in the mainstream now. What do you think of super soldiers? Captain America. Uh, I think they have something like that. Uh, and I, I think it's a very real thing. I think the, the, the Pentagon came out and said, that they have uh, a team of like 60,000 super soldiers that uh, I, I don't know if they're attached to one particular branch or another, but super soldiers, super spies, as for genetic manip manipulation, absolutely. Uh, I bet China's doing it. We've been doing it probably for a very long time. Uh, it, but where are they? Are they in some deep underground military base ready to be released on America's enemies or ourselves? I think it's a real thing. <laughs> Man, if the government of the United, I think it's a real thing too, by the way. If the government of the United States came to you and said, Mike, we want to make you a super soldier. You will have super strength and super speed and supervision. And you will be able to, you know, uh, take a few bullets in the chest. Uh, would you do it? Boy, that would be quite a story to tell that you would never be able to tell to anybody. Right. And I, I think that is the conundrum for a person like me who likes to make things and, and, and joke around is that, that that story is one that you probably never be able to tell anyone in your life. Right. And you would, you would have to give up your current life and just live that super soldier lifestyle, which I don't think that uh, I would be willing to do. You, t you asked me that question when I'm 22, younger a little bit more full of uh, energy and I want to take on the world, I might have a different answer for you. That, that, that's very, 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 uh, very good. I, I think if I was 22 or 25 at the time, I'd be like, yup, sign me up, brother. Yeah. Captain America, baby. That's what yeah. I am. <laughs> you know, let's go, let's go do it. Um, I, I believe super soldiers are real. Um, we're going to see more of this. And, and you just brought up something unleashed on us. We don't want that. You know, that's not something we want. Um, one more thing, QAnon returns. What do you think? Uh, I don't know a lot. I, I, I pay attention to QAnon, uh, when it came out, I was always very skeptical of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, a psychological operation. One of many that is occurring within the United States. And it reminds me a lot of what they did to the UFO community, uh, specifically Paul Benowitz mm. and how he was gapped gaslit and given information that wasn't true that then filtered out and polluted a good chunk of the ufo community and is still being felt today i think it's a, a pied piper operation and it does no good and it gives false hope couldn't have put it better myself ladies and gents midnight mike tell the people where they can find you 
Oh, you can check us out. Just go to obdmpod.com or our big dumb mouth. We podcast twice a week. We stream live to to Twitch on, I think, yes, yeah, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday and then noon on Saturdays. And you can find us on every podcast app. And we're also on YouTube and Odyssey as well. Fantastic. Thank you for taking the time and coming on the fringe, brother. You know, we always love to have you. You always have an interesting state, an interesting take on on whatever you talk about. The, the podcast is amazing. Go over there and check it out. It's a fun, fun listen. So make sure you do that. Mike, thanks. Hold on for just a second. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, we're getting up out of here right now, ladies and gents. Uh, I will be in touch, Lord willing. Okay. We're going to put this up and we got more for you freeworld.fm is coming ladies and gents it's coming soon lord willing if we can get uh, our ducks in a row it's a radio station that we're starting and i have no idea what i'm doing but we're gonna figure it out as we go all right make sure you subscribe and you you know give us a rating a good one and all that stuff right here on the infinite fringe.podbean.com the infinite fringe on apple podcast and uh you know america unplugged that we do with tony arterburn and don jeffries AmericaUnplugged.com will take you to that. Okay? Take it easy now. Don't burn the place down while I'm gone. Bye-bye.